Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. For Jesus saved my soul that night. Uh, where's the three Denver, uh, Colorado kids? The three boys. There's three boys. Come on up here right away. Now, I led those three boys to the Lord. I'm sorry to say. Come on, let's move. Move. Let's go. Get those two chairs and bring them right there. Three chairs in a row. Turn in your Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians. They're good-looking guys from Colorado, aren't they? Uh-huh. By the way, is, is Mark, Dr. Mark Cameron in here? Not today. Do you believe this? Dr. Mark Cameron, you know he has his class of Bible doctrine? You ought to see it. We started our own college, you know, and we've got 18 gigantic, powerful students. And uh, we put them right here on the front row. You ought to see uh, a little man. He's my brother. He teaches Bible doctrine. He walks in like Dr. Cameron does. And he stands in front of him. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. It is a riot. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and in verse 14, But the natural man, the lost man, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They do not have the Holy Spirit within them in order to discern the things that God gives us from his word. This is what we would call a lost person. That's a lost person, lost individual. But the only thing is, oh, he's also one of these here wild, flaming evangelists, you know. He goes around the countryside having tent meetings and healing campaigns. And uh, this individual can do all these kind of stuff, things like, you know, raising the dead and things like that. You can raise the dead, can't you? Can you? See, he can raise the dead. And um, he can cast out demons. Can't you cast out demons? See there, he can cast out demons too. Turn in your Bible to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew and chapter 7. And verse 21, I'd like to show you how I'm supposed to treat these three types of individuals. And you are going to be one of them. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now this individual right here, it says right here, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Now you prophesied in his name, haven't you? 
See there, he's done that to him. It says right here, he cast out devils. You've cast out devils? That's right. He cast out devils. <laughs> and thy name done many wonderful works. You've done many wonderful works, right? Wonderful. One, one, wonderful works. <laughs> See, now he's done all those things. So evidently, because he's done all those good things, that means he's saved and he's going to go to heaven, right? right? See there, he thinks he's going to heaven because of his good works. There are many people who have a seemingly outward appearance that they can do all kinds of things. Now, whether you do good works and miracles and all the rest of it does not mean that you are genuine. Don't be fooled because of a person who maybe looks sharp and wears glasses and got a vest like he's got on and maybe calls himself an flaming evangelist and go around the countryside raising the dead and the demons and the devils and all the rest of it, that that means he's of God. It does not mean he's of God. He can do all those things, but that doesn't mean God has put his stamp of approval upon him. Let's say, for example, he calls me up on the phone and he says, uh, is this the uh, most very right Reverend Ralph Arnold? And I say, uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm coming to your town and we're going to have a week of revival meetings and I'd like to know if your church would participate in uh, winning people to the Lord and getting your people out to our meetings. What should be my answer? Can I sit on a platform? No. My answer would be, no, I will not, I cannot, I do not believe the same thing you believe, we do not have the same Christ, we don't have the same spirit, we don't have the same message. No, no, no. Now, if I'm driving down the highway and I see that he's got a flat tire, I'll keep going. I mean, now, now I'd stop, maybe help him. I'll be nice to him, I'll be kind to him, I'll try to lead him to the Lord. But as far as joining hands with him in the ministry of any kind, I will not. To do so means I am recognizing his position as a preacher. If a person does not believe the same kind of a message that I've got, then I will not join hands with any individual. Keep it straight because when you leave, that will be one of your biggest problems about who you join hands with and who you have your fellowship with. Now you say, well, what if they're saved? I'll get to that in a minute. Look in the book of 1 John and chapter 2 and verse 18. Little children, it is the last time and ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now, there are different people that will go out from us, and they'll claim that they're, they're of us. But the thing is, though, sometimes time will tell. Now, if it won't, and you find out by their message that they're wrong, then you kick them out and help there be a separation here. Now, he makes a statement here in verse 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He says, whosoever, in verse 23, whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. Now, if he does not accept Jesus Christ as his Savior, believe the same message we've got, then I don't believe he's of God. I have nothing to do with him. If I see him on the street, be nice. That is our lost evangelist. Now, on the other side here, we have another type of individual. Look there in 1 Corinthians in chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Now, you cannot deny that there are such a thing called babes in the Lord. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, fleshly-minded, even as unto babies in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, yet now are you uh, able. This individual in the middle... Let's say he has accepted Christ as Savior. He's a babe in the Lord. He's just a babe. As a baby, he should desire the sincere milk of the Word that he can grow. He needs to grow. But the only problem is, he doesn't want to grow. He doesn't get fed and he doesn't care. He just doesn't have the desire to want to do anything. 
He's nothing but a carnal Christian, a fleshly-minded Christian. He has no desire for spiritual things whatsoever. He is still a babe in the Lord. He's a child of God. He is the kind of an individual that you do not want to use. Why? He's a baby in the Lord. Babies don't like to accept responsibilities. Babies, they, they whine and cry about everything. Nothing ever goes right for a baby. They cry every time something goes wrong against them. Babies don't like to put responsibilities upon their shoulders. But now, turn in your Bible to the book of Hebrews and chapter 5. Many, many Christians will trust Christ as their Savior, and the Bible says they ought to be able to teach the Word of God, and they can't teach it. And he says that they need to be taught the first principles of the oracles of God again, not for salvation, but in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11, of whom... We have many things to say and hard to be uttered or explained, seeing you're dull of hearing, you get tired of listening. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Now let's say, for example, this individual in the middle here has trusted Christ as a Savior. Five years passes by. If that individual cannot teach the Word of God, that individual is a babe in Christ. It says here in verse 13, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the Word of righteousness, for he is a baby. And he says up here in verse 12, Well, you ought to be able to teach God's Word. You can't do it. Now, there are many Christians who will never discipline themselves to learn God's Word so that they can be able to teach God's Word. Now, this individual in the middle, he's a carnal, a fleshly Christian. Now, let's say, for example, uh, he goes ahead and maybe wants to serve the Lord. After five or six years, he's doing a fantastic job. Then he gets to the place where he doesn't want to serve the Lord no more. Now, it's just like you can get up this morning, you can have some eggs. You take some salt, and you put salt on your eggs. The salt doesn't actually change the eggs into something else. It just flavors it a little bit. You salt the eggs. Now... He can be a genuine, born-again child of God. That's the only kind there is. If he's saved, he is a child of God. Because he does not want to serve the Lord, he is fleshened. The Bible says he is fleshened. In other words, like he has now got the desire, he's changed his taste. He no longer tastes the way he should. He's got the desire, the taste for the things of the world. And the Bible says they're carnal, they're fleshly-minded Christians. Still a babe in the Lord. Still God's child, but he is a babe in the Lord. And God says that there's something that ought to be done. Now, what should be my attitude toward that individual? Now, here's a babe in the Lord. He does not want to serve the Lord. Well, what should I do? Now, here's a mistake that an awful lot of people will make. Because once you get out and you start your own work, you'll find out. Because you've got a ministry and you want to take and good, do a pretty good job, you want God to lay His hand upon you, you want God to bless you, in order to get certain people to do certain things, you'll use them in the wrong way. Now, let's say, for example, that individual right there, let's say he does not really want to serve the Lord. He got long, shaggy hair. He don't look right. Now, if he doesn't look right, and I'm a ranch director, now, if I want to teach my people, those teenagers that sit in front of me, what to do and what not to do, then I need to be careful of the kind of an example I put up in front of them. That's why, as far as like in our ranch meeting, and I'll teach them to this, that in our ranch meeting, you don't put one individual in front of you that doesn't look right. 
If his hair don't look right, he don't play a guitar in ranch. And if he don't look right, they don't sing in ranch. You're trying to tell them, this is what I approve of. I'm not going to put a babe in front and take and say, now this is the example, this is what I approve of, and this is what I want you to be. That's not what I want them to be. I won't use them. Now, I'll be mighty patient, and I'll work with them, and love them to death, and try to challenge them and all the rest of it. Four years ago, about four years ago, I used this illustration. This fellow right in the middle right here, that's exactly what he was in a Christmas camp. And I said, I need me a perfect example. And I couldn't find anybody that looked any more perfect for the, the weak, carnal, fleshly-minded, egotistical, self-righteous babe in the Lord of a whole camp, and it was him. <laughs> he had hair down to here. I mean, he didn't want to serve the Lord. He was rebellious and all the rest of it. And I said, come on up here. And he came up and he sat right there. And if you don't think I got a sermon on him, <laughs> he sat right there and the whole audience had to sit right there and look at him. And I said, now that's what you want to be? No, that ain't what you want. I mean, he looked bad. You say, well, you shouldn't have done that. No, he's in school now. He's in school. It wasn't too bad on him. If I see him and he's a child of God and he wants to serve the Lord, now when he falls on his face, what should you do? He falls in the mud. So what should you do? You walk up behind him. Of course, being spiritually minded. You put your foot on the back of his head and push him into the mud. <laughs> and when he does something wrong, you kick him while he's down. He says, I told you so. I didn't think he was going to last long. No, that's not what you do. Ye that are spiritual, put a, pick up that little fellow right there. That's not the individual that I'm going to have run a council meeting or have a place of leadership at all. Why? He's the wrong kind of an example. He's fleshly minded. He's carnal. He doesn't really have God's word at heart of what that's what he wants to do. He doesn't have the right kind of a vision. Now, we better get back to the principles of how we got things started the way they are. The best way to stay successful is keep doing what made you that way. And I want ranches to stay the way ranches used to be, not changing them one bit. And you put before the kids that which is right. What about the uh, guy on the end diner? That's Mr. Joe Spiritual. <laughs> Everybody loves a spiritual guy. That's what you think. 1 Corinthians and chapter 2, verse 15. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. He that is spiritual judgeth or discerns all these things, that God gives. All these things that the Bible talks about, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has given to them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. A spiritual man can understand the things that God gives in his word. A spiritual man, a mature man, can accept responsibilities. The person on the end down there, that's the kind of a person that you want to be able to use. That's what you're trying to get every person to strive for. If you will settle for the second best, then why should they ever try to get any better? If you'll settle for the carnal, weak Christian and kind of use in your church, the piano player, the song leader, and deacons and elders and all the rest of it, if you settle for the second best, then why should you ever get the best? Well, you won't. You won't. And this is why it's so very, very important that you make your standards and you have standards high. Now, let me just say just a word about this just a second here. When I'm talking about standard, I'm not talking about legalism. 
People think if you say you, you set certain standards, you're talking about you're being legalistic. I'm not talking about this is what you have to do to go to heaven. I'm not talking about that. You've got to do this to go to heaven. No, that's legalism. That's saying you've got to keep the law in order to go to heaven. But after you trust Christ as your Savior, the Bible mentions in many, many places about standards and rules and so forth. Love even has a set of laws of its own. Love demands that I treat my wife right. Love demands that I treat my kids right. Love demands that I do this. Love demands that I do that. And if I don't do that, then I don't have love. Love de- demands that I take and serve the Lord. Love demands a lot of things. Now, to say that I have love and I don't do those things, and that's a hypocritical attitude. You're not telling the truth. And this is why it's so important. Now, when you have your ranch meeting, you can take and lab your long-haired hippies and use them all if you want to. But the only thing is, though, you'll never raise the quality of your kids because that's what they want to be like. Let's say, for example, in my ranch meeting, I've got, we've got several hundred kids that come out to ranch every Thursday night. People say, well, you, you'll hurt your meeting if you, if you clamp down and you say that you can't do this and you can't. Now, I'm talking about your leaders. They can come any way they want to with their hair down to their ankles from under their armpits or their nose. It doesn't mean they can have their hair long as they want. But I'm talking about when you're talking about the leaders that you have, whether it's teenage bus captains or whether it's because those who want to go soul winning, they've got to look right. They've got to have the right kind of, uh, uh, of the appearance because that's how people are going to judge the work and judge the people. And this is why it's so important. I think you ought to have high standards. Now, let's say, for example, this year, person right here. Let's say he's attending college, and uh, he's got long, shaggy hair. He's already been told what the standard is. Maybe to the top of the ear or whatever it might be. That, that's the way it's supposed to be. And he's got his a quarter of an inch over. That's a quarter of an inch rebellion. If I know that, say, the president says, this is how I want it to be done, and you just try to go over just a little bit, then I know right off the bat, that ain't the person that I want to use in my church. Why? That person doesn't want to accept responsibilities. That person's trying to rebel against the authority. He doesn't like to listen to nobody. That person's too independent spirit. He won't do what he's told to do. If, for example, right now, while you're doing your schoolwork, and your homework and so on, while you're here at college... You stop and think for a moment. If your teacher says, do this assignment, and do this assignment, and do this assignment, and do this assignment, and you don't do your assignments like you're supposed to, and then when you leave, you want God to lay His hand upon you and bless you. Why? Well, why should He? You've already shown that you can't accept responsibility. When you came here, you said, I will do what those teachers tell me to do. All right, now teacher tells you to do this, and memorize this verse, and to do this, and to do this, then do it. And if you're not going to do it, well, what are you wasting your time for? Now, let me, let me say something. Let's say, for example, I want to have a choir. And I want to have 50 sharp teenagers in my choir. If I want 50 sharp teenagers in my choir, and I say, this is what I want. Out of those 50 kids, I've got five kids. Just five of them. And I say, now, I want your hair cut to be right. And now, girls, I want your dress lengths to be right. They start off that way. Next thing I know, their kneecaps are growing. Oh, yeah, they, they, their legs start to growing on them. Their skirts don't move, but their legs growing. And as they start to change, and they say, well, I want to sing in the choir, and I want to do whatever you tell me to do. But they just always trying to try you to see what they can get away with. That person is out. Don't put up with it. That person is out. Now, listen, if you're going to accept the responsibility that's placed upon your shoulders, then you accept it and you carry it. If they tell you to do something, you do it. Because don't you expect God to lay His hand upon you and bless you in your own individual work when you won't accept the responsibility that's over you. 
the leadership and so forth that's over you. Because you're already proven that you're disloyal. You're already proven that you'll be disloyal because you won't do what the teachers tell you to do. You won't have the standards that the president tells you to have. You're just openly rebelling and letting everybody know, I've challenged everybody around here. I dare anybody to say anything. I'll wear my hair like I please. Now, you've got the wrong kind of attitude. People are always talking to me about, Yankee, you just got a wrong attitude. If they tell you to do something, then you ought to do it because when you leave here, you're going to have somebody under you and you want them to do exactly what you ask them to do. If you fight for your own independence right now, that you want, I'm going to do whatever I please, then all you're doing, you're rebelling against the authority of this school. And you think God's going to lay his hand upon you and bless you? You try your best to lower the standards of the school. I say it this way. If he says, this is what I want and you don't want to do it, then why don't you leave? But don't you try to tear down a whole school. What, what, don't try to destroy what they're trying to set up. Tell the girls to wear dresses right. Don't try to d- d- fudge and next thing you know you got them up to your, uh, your navel. or Keep them down where they're supposed to be. Do what's right. Not because you have to, because you want to. You want God to bless you. God will bless you because of the way you submit yourself to those that are over you. Don't ever rebel against the teachers. Never rebel against the authority that's over you. Not if you want to take and ever do anything. That person right there, I won't use them. I won't use them. I'll help them. I'll love them. I'll try to be a challenger. I'll do everything I possibly can. But position of leadership? No, not position of leadership. He's not ready for that because it's not right. Now, this individual on the other side, if this person falls, what should he do? If he thinks he's spiritual, there's a few things that he could do that would be helpful. Turning your Bible to the book of Galatians in chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if a man, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, if you are mature, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. If you love the weaker brother, if you claim yourself that you are spiritual, then that means you want to be the example that that person needs. You want to be the example that person needs. Everybody, I don't care who it is, everybody needs a hero. Everybody needs some kind of an example that they want to follow. I've got me some examples, and you've got you some examples. But always pick out the kind of an example that would be the best for you. Now, I'm not saying that I want to be any certain individual. There's certain people that's got a lot of characteristics about them that I like, and I want that in my life. There are certain people that I'll watch and I'll try to duplicate. I want to be like those people. I don't want to be that person, but I want to be like them. And the Bible says that this is right, and this ought to be done. Look in Philippians chapter 3, and in verse 16. Nevertheless, whereto you have already attained, let us walk by the same... There's that word rule, and I don't think he's talking about legalism either. You'll find it mentioned many times in the Bible, the word rule or standard. Let us mind the same thing. If you want to build a work, whether it's a ranch work, whether it's a church, the only way you're going to do it is if you get a handful of people who think the same way you think. And if you try to build that work and you take and put underneath you the people who don't feel the same way you do, you've got nothing but problems. But you'll be a lot safer by taking and watching people that are faithful. When you get through with school, don't you think that when you leave that that's going to start? Yeah, that's going to start a few things. But what you do there is a lot of it's going to depend upon what you do right now. Are you faithful now? Do you do what you're told to do? What kind of an attitude do you have now? Do you have a rebellious attitude? Or I'll show you attitude or I'll get even attitude? You have the attitude that I can do what I please and ain't nobody going to make me do anything. What would you come for? 
If you don't take and believe the standards and the policies that are set down in this school, you ought not try to destroy it. You ought not try to claim yourself that you love the Lord and you're here because you want to be what God wants you to be. Well, these are the people that God has put over this place and that's the ones you ought to listen to. Now, if you already know more than they do, then why don't you just pack up and go home? Now, in Philippians in chapter 3, look in verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have, have us for an example. I believe if you cannot say to somebody else, I am an example, you're a shame. If you're not an example, you're a shame. Because you ought to be the kind of an example that you ought to be so that you can look at somebody and say, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow the Lord. I'll be the kind of an example that you need. I'll walk the way that I think God wants us to walk. Now, this is why it's so important. If you think that you are spiritual, if you think you are close to the Lord, then you won't have the problem that a lot of others will have. You won't have to be one of those that... Um, have the constant problem of their hair getting so long that they have to always be reminded. You have to tell them over and over again. The girls won't have to be told over and over again, oh, this is too short. What did he say do? Then that's good enough for me. Do it because you've been told. And you're told what's right and you do it. And you don't have to have all the other reasons. All you have to do is be, if God told me to do this, then that's what I'll do. If the leaders over me told me to do this, then that's what I'll do. Now, if you don't like it, now, when you leave, you do what you want. But while you're here, you abide by it. If you expect God to bless you. If you expect anybody to ever use you. Destroy that thing. <laughs> whether it's little kids, or whether it's, you know, the teenagers, or whether it's the adults. Everybody needs examples. I want every one of the men in my church, every one of the guys, I want every one of them to be preachers. And somebody always says, yeah. But somebody's going to be doctors and lawyers and all the rest of them. Well, let that be the Catholics and the Methodists and the rest of the Presbyterians. You know. I want mine to be this. That's what I want. And I tell them, look, you'll not marry the wrong kind if you don't date the wrong kind. And I tell them, this is why it's so important. If you want to serve the Lord, then don't you date somebody that's not serving the Lord. And don't come to me and expect me to marry. I won't even marry you. I had a ball with one guy. He came in and says, well, uh, you marry me and this girl? I led him to the Lord about four or five years ago. One, you must know Christ as Savior. And second, you have to get your hair cut. He says, what? He says, man, he says, I'm not a part of your church. I can do what I want to do. I says, fine. <clears throat> so can I. I said, I'm not going to marry you. I said, you expect me to stand up here and say, look, uh, God bless this couple. Lay your hand upon them and use them. And Father, in a fantastic way, give this man spiritual wisdom. And Father, a heart that's tender and so forth that he'll guide his home correctly and raise his family right. I said, when you stand there wearing a sign of rebellion, I said, you get a cut and come back. And uh, that would get a cut. They want to get married that bad. It says here in verse 18, For many walk, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. There's a lot of people. A lot of different kinds of examples. But the best thing we can do is try to have the right kind of an example. I think we ought to have the highest caliber of Christians that this world could ever produce. That it could ever be. In every phase of the Christian work, we ought to be the best. Not second best. I Let's have a word of prayer, shall we? Let's have prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your watch, care, and your love, and all your provision for us. We thank you, Lord, for providing a sacrifice, Jesus Christ. 
that we could have eternal life by simply trusting Him as our Savior. And Father, for the privilege You've given us this side of eternity, the Lord, to have the desire and the burden that's within us to want to do something with our lives. Father, to reach this world. And we pray that the people that are here, that Father, truly they'd realize the great responsibility that's been placed upon our shoulders and help us to be the kind of examples that we ought to be. And Father, we ask now your blessing the following classes for this day and give us a good meeting tonight in Christ's name. Amen. Amazing grace Amazes me Dr. Arnold has many items to help you in your walk with the Lord, including videos, books, tracks, outlines to hundreds of sermons, over 4,000 radio messages, and preaching schedule. Once again, feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. That's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing.